Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome back to Girl Water Your Grass. Welcome everybody. We are so excited today. We are talking about something that really is so simple yet so hard. And that is how to love well. Such an important topic. So important. I mean, it, it really, you know, it, it's what we were created for. And um, let's let's actually let's let's start with that. You know, why why is it important to love people well? It is, and it's you know, we, we want to wrap this up with a pretty bow for you all and just talk about why is it important to love well? What actually is love and how do we do that? Right. So, you know, just starting out, Maria, what you said, why is it important to love well? And, and my answer to that would be loving people really makes them come alive. Mm-hmm. And it's that old quote that I love is nobody cares until they know you care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Yeah. You no. Know? And it's, it changes your interactions with people and, and that changes them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. just as simple as um, a hello to the, the Kroger cashier yeah. can change the course of their day. Completely. I think also, you know, when we think about why it's important to love people well, is that love transforms people. You, you know, so when people ask, what do I do with the women's school? One of my favorite things to say is, you know, I actually, I get to love people into life you know, and Mm -hmm. in a very real way, that's kind of what we're all called to do, you know, is to really love people into life through our daily interactions through the little things we were created from love for love to love. And when we live out of that space, it transforms the world. Dr. Caroline Leaf, she actually talks about how our brains are literally wired for love. And it's amazing when people are being loved well, even there's like different parts of our brains that light up when, when we're being loved and it's the science on the brain and on, on being loved and and just the body and healing and wholeness is, is phenomenal. Um, but also it, it is, it's what we were created for, you know, ultimately to know love and, you know, to be with the Lord there and in the process, like right here, like loving those who are within the here and now also. And, and by love, right? So not only were we created for love, to love, but by love, God is love. And he created us to love him and to love others, right? And it's, I love that um, John Paul, the second quote that says, man cannot fully find himself except through a sincere gift of himself. Mm-hmm. And we really come to know ourself through, through how we love and loving others mm-hmm. and how, you know, we can change 
the course of a generation Mm -hmm. through love. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about that in our culture, but I think that we don't even know what it means. What is love, right? We think it's a feeling Mm -hmm. and let's talk a little bit about what is love and just kind of debunk the myth that love is a feeling that you fall in and out of. Because <laughs> there are plenty yes. of days that I don't want to, you know, go uh, get a kid from whatever it may be. But t- talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, we know that to truly love is to will the good of the other. You know, to love someone is to will the good of another. And it's so interesting how many times that willing the good of the other is not necessarily something that always feels great. So for example, it's my guess that there have been many late nights slash early mornings that you did not want to go pick up a crying baby, (laughs) you know, from their bed at two in the morning or that, you know, you didn't want to, um, you know, clean up vomit or whatever you with little ones and poop. Last night I was cleaning poop out of the shower. (laughs) You know, like, let's just be real, right? There's many times that we don't feel necessarily like doing something that is actually the loving choice. And I think so often culturally we've gotten to this mode that, well, love is just a feeling. It's just what I feel like doing it. And when I feel like this, then I'm loving. And that kind of makes it a free for all. But the reality is that, you know, you can do something that may quote unquote feel loving, but it's actually not willing to the good of that other person. So it's actually not loving them well. It's so good. And you know, whenever I uh, work with, with people and they, I just fell out of love rough. I'm so in love. I really question them on that to go deeper because of course, you know, you get the butterflies when you meet that special someone and that is a feeling, but the true love is so much deeper than that. It is not a feeling that you fall in and out of, but it's actually a decision. And that decision is to will the good of another, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, it's exciting when you're in a new relationship and I would challenge all of us that have been, um, let's see, Will and I will be together almost 20 years. Um, and I love him more today than I did 20 years ago. I don't get the same butterflies. Sometimes I do, but you know, it's just different, but it's that decision to will the good of him and how he has loved me so well through our marriage. And just always, I have never met a more giving person. He is always giving. And I think that is really at the heart of love is to always put that other person and their needs and their desires before your own. Mm. One of my favorite things, um, my, when my brothers and, and his sisters-in-law, I remember she and I were having a conversation and they, I don't think they were engaged yet. I think they were maybe they're just engaged or maybe they were, had just been, had been dating for quite a while at that point. And I remember her saying, you know, she's like, I'm so excited. She's like, there's been some situations where it was really hard to love. And she's like, so now I know we're getting into the real love space where it's not just like, Oh, I do this because that feels great. But there was this beautiful recognition of like, now we're getting into the, into the good stuff. Like this isn't just, you know, just like now we're getting into the, the decision aspect. And it doesn't mean that like, you don't ever feel good about loving or whatever. Right. But it's recognizing that there is choice. Mm-hmm. involved with loving well. And so, it's usually self selfless. Like yeah. are you taking the more selfless route? And let's say you're in a relationship, not a marriage, because that's made a decision, but you're in a relationship, you may love someone so much that you will the good of him that it's better without you. 
Mm-hmm. And how selfless is that? Yeah. To really yeah. see that, you know, he wants six kids and I really want to be on the career path and I, I don't really want kids and I want him to have the life that he so desires and to let someone fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, you know, it, it can be easy with people where it's just about us and our agenda and what we want instead of if, if I'm willing the good of that person, maybe what I want for them actually isn't their good, you know, maybe like, okay, I want, um, you know, we can have, you know, friends who were like, well, I really want this for them, but is that their best and highest good, you know, or if you're dating someone or if you're in a marriage, you know, sometimes we just, we want these things and it can be actually, if we really examine our hearts and get underneath it, it's more about us versus about that other person, which kind of brings us into how do we love people well? And in my humble opinion, MK is freaking queen at loving people well. (laughs) There are a million stories (laughs) and a million people who every time they encounter MK, we're like, oh my gosh, I just felt so loved through a conversation with her. I just felt so loved. She did this for me. She remembered my birthday. She on and on and on. And it's amazing how those little things can make people feel so loved. So let's, let's dive into that a little bit. What are some of your favorite ways well, to love people? Well, thank you for that. And I feel the same about Maria. I'll tell you, if you want to talk about birthdays, this past birthday of mine was, I get this gift in the mail and I just can't believe that someone would spend this much time and effort on me, right? I don't think I've ever felt so loved. She made these, there must've been a hundred of them. You pulled pictures off of Facebook, old pictures we had had together. I don't even know where you got all these pictures. And on the front were all these different pictures of us, me with my family, me with Will, um, just all different fun memories with different friends who you know are important to me. And on the back were all these reasons of why you love me. And it was just the most thoughtful, special gift I think I've ever received. It was just unbelievable. So you want to talk about loving well, you're, you're, I'm looking right at her right now, people. You got to take care of your sisters. (laughs) But it's just like things like that. Like you could have gone out and spent $500 on or a thousand dollars on some gift for me. And it wouldn't have, have meant nearly. And it's so for me, like your time and your effort and, and just really knowing what people's love language is, you know, we're all different in that and not what our love language is, but what is their, like, what is your love language and how can I meet you there? And mm. yeah, that, go ahead. well, I was going to say, and I think what you just said there is really key to hone in on is, you know, what it, what is their love language? You know, how are people loved? And so, because one of the main parts of loving someone, it's, it's saying, I see you. You know, and it's I hear you. Yeah, I hear you and I see you because, you know, there's something powerful when you have a conversation with someone and later on they remember to ask, you know, maybe you shared about a situation with your grandma who was sick or, you know, a situation with your family or a friend. And later on, when you talk with that, that friend again, they remember, hey, how's your grandma doing? Last time we spoke, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh. They heard they me. listened. <laughs> and wow, what a challenge. I think that that is something in our culture today. We have such a challenge listening and mm. just, you know, one of my favorite quotes is be where your feet are mm. and just being present with people mm. is a gift. Yes. And to me, that is loving well, because are we actually listening to what 
you're saying, or are we thinking about what we're going to say next? Mm, Listen to understand rather than to reply. That is something that so many of us, and I have 100% been guilty of that where I realize, oh my goodness, I'm listening to come up with an answer versus listening to really understand that person's heart, which is a totally different, uh, you're in a different headspace and heart space when you're listening to understand versus listening to reply. And that's so good because that is, I think a big part of how we can and should love not should, should lead to shame, but how we can love is just holding and creating space for people. Mm. You know, we don't have to have the answers, nor do we have the answer. Like, I don't know the answer for you. Right. Only you have the answer for you. And that, and that goes back to freedom, right? Which is <laughs> something that we are all about here. Ladies is, yes. but, um, just holding that space for people, mm-hmm. um, asking good questions and really seeking to understand will le- lead you to ask good questions and brings the Holy spirit into it. Right. Mm, yes. It's amazing. Also, I love this story. So Chris, um, Christine, one of my dear, dear friends, she, um, she shares a story. We're part of a band and women's ministry called his own. And she shares this story when we're talking about the, the value and the importance of seeing people, you know, of actually being present with and acknowledging their humanity. And so she was at, I think it was a subway or something, but she went up and she was always like, hi, how are you? How's your day going? You know, just very like engages the person. She looks them in the eye and there's this beautiful acknowledgement of that person and wants to know how they are. And the guy, he looked up and he was like, and it was probably, I don't know, it was like way later in the day. And he, you know, he's like, I've been here all day. You're the first person who has actually asked about me. Wow. And he was so touched by her simple acknowledgement of his humanity, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think uh, something that I know MK, you and I talk a lot about too, is you know, really having such a deep love and appreciation that it doesn't matter whether it is the lowliest person on the totem pole, whether it is, you know, I don't know, a a janitor at a school, uh, or whether you are meeting, uh, the biggest celebrity, right? Like it doesn't matter. Like, can you, can you treat both of them with the same amount of love and admiration and kindness and And interest being interested in people? Mm, and that's huge, 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 huge. Just being interested in people is a way to love them well. You know, everybody wants to talk about what they're doing in their life. And when you actually take a genuine, not, not um, just asking to ask, but it, it's a genuine interest in people in their lives. Mm-hmm. They feel it and they know it. Mm-hmm. And that is a way of making them feel loved and loving them well, right? Yeah. And you can learn so much yourself too. Cause I think if we also go into those situations and, and circumstances with people, again, no matter who they are, you learn in hearing what, you know, how their day is going or how they are, or maybe a story they share. You also learn something in the process, you know, you, and you also, again, you know, from being on here, we never arrive, right? <laughs> the learning always goes on. And it's really powerful when you actually take the time to just, you know, how are you, you know, how's your day going? What's going on? And, and take the time to draw out a little bit. And then let's talk about also, I I love this story. I think, especially sometimes we love those in our own circles 
the worst, (laughs) whether it's in our own families, you know, our own families, our own tight friend circles, our work environment, like so many times we can actually take it for granted. Right. It's just like, oh, they'll always be there. And there was this, um, something I have always done for, for years and years. I've always asked couples who've been married for a really long time. I, I just, I love sweet older people. And, and I just think they have so much wisdom to share. Oh, I'm with you. We talk about, you know, <laughs> so important to not forget, but to love the older people and yes. to seek, seek their wisdom. Oh my gosh. And there was um, something I always ask these older couples who've been married for a long time. I'm, I always ask, okay, what would you say are the three top things that really have contributed to having the beautiful marriage you have now and the beautiful relationship. And this one couple, I always remember they, um, they, they looked to each other with this kind of knowing smile and, and, and they laughed and, um, and the guy, he's, he's like, well, he's like, got to pray together. And he's like, but the second thing, and he's like, every morning he said, I wake up and I think, how can I make my wife's life? How can I, how can I make my wife's life a little better, a little easier, happier? you know, how can I ease her day today? And, and he's like, and she does the same thing for me. You know, they wake up saying, how can I make your life easier today? How can I make it better? How can I make you happier? You know? And and it was this beautiful, this selflessness. And I think underlying loving people well is, is a selflessness, right. Mm -hmm. To, to look at that person and say, okay, how, what would light them up today? You know, what, what would make their day? And it may be something as simple as, you know, a birthday card, or it could be a note. It could be a text. It could be sending a little bit, you know, bring your coffee, just bring yes. the coffee. That was just something so simple. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything huge. That's right. And as, as humans, you know, we are selfish by nature and we really need to strive to be selfless in our love. And when we ask that question, how can I make her happy today? How can I make him happy today? That's coming from a place of service and serving others which is really how, how God made us right to pour out from ourselves and to give generously. And it's, you know, you, you look at it from the eyes of a child and and you see that with kids, it's, (laughs) you know, we're, we're coming off of, we had mother's day, um, just recently. And, you know, the kids said, mom, it's mother's day. And then there's father's day. How come there's not a kid's day? And I tell them (laughs) that's because it's every other day of the year. (laughs) And it's, uh, I remember a few weeks back for mother's day, Shelby said, mom, for mother's day, I want to, I want you to take me to the orchard and get (laughs) strawberry ice cream. (laughs) I love you so much. I'm thinking, Oh, there we go. That's was willing. You're good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, mom, need some ice cream right now. A a five-year-old child. But I mean, in all seriousness, (laughs) we are all to move beyond that, right? Uh, You're mm-hmm. not five-year-old children who just need uh-huh. to go get ice cream and make ourselves happy, but we need to will the good of another, to serve others, to listen well, to love well, and to really strive um, to be present. And, yeah. and I think one of the biggest things in our culture today is putting down our phones. Preach. And we are all guilty, including me, but you know, when I'm talking to my kids and I'm on my phone, I'm only half listening. Mm-hmm. We have, Marie, you could probably tell us about a couple of studies because she knows everything about everything, but I know they've done <laughs> lots of studies. That is an inside joke, but um, yeah. on that, and, and when your phone is present, you do not uh, rate the conversation as being nearly as loving, effective, heard, all those things as 
and that's just not even if you're on it. It's just if you have it in your possession, as opposed to, you know, when, when Maria comes and we go on a run, we intentionally leave our phones here and we have the best <laughs> conversations. Like there's no dinging and donging and um, all those things, but just um, putting away our phones, you know, I think is a way to love people well. Well, and it was interesting too, because they, they did do this study um, that I told you she'd have a study. <laughs> They're so fascinating. Uh, but there was a, a researcher um, at, Virgi- at Virginia Tech, she was a psychology professor. And one of the things that they really found was that um, that phones, like if they, you know, if, if they have them there, like say we're sitting across, we're having a cup of coffee and we're sharing conversation that um, if we have that phone even present there, that it can negatively impact the quality of that conversation where like, or the perceived quality. So, um, so, you know, we can have this really beautiful conversation, but we would not rate it as that because there's a level of, um, uh, you know, where they found that even having that phone present and someone pull, you know, whether they're pulling it out and they're looking at it, or even just glancing, you know, when it vibrates or dings. And what was really interesting was for one of these studies, um, the participants reported feeling less fulfilled and feeling less empathy for that other person. And the result for that was true, regardless, you know, like the researchers adjusted for age, gender, ethnicity, mood, like all the things. And so it's just interesting how much even the presence of the phone being like on the table that negatively impacted the quality of that conversation. And so something that I've really worked on doing the last little while, mainly because I was not good at this for a really long time is if I'm, you know, meeting someone for lunch or coffee or uh, whatever is I literally put my phone, it is either left in my car. It is in my purse. It is down below. It's somewhere where I can't see it. And it, where we can't see it. Cause there, it, there is some level of distraction we know with that, you know, and when we're not fully present, that's, you know, one of the biggest gifts you can give to someone is your full presence. I totally agree. And that's really how they can and will feel loved despite their love language. Every single one of us want to be heard. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so we also want to share with you all, well, I guess this week we want you to think, I want you to answer and challenge yourself three questions how can you make someone happy in your life? What is something you can do just out of the blue, just because, mm. you know, spreading just a random act of kindness, but how can you love people? Well, um, what is something that you can do to make someone come alive? And then I just challenge you to put your phone down and acknowledge the humans that you interact with, whether it be at the bank or at the cashier or the janitor, and just really look people in the eye, smile at them and acknowledge their humanity, because we all need to be and know and feel love. That's what makes us come alive. And if we all do that, we can start to re-energize and bring alive the world that is so, um, yes, needs love more than ever. Right. Mm. Uh And then pivoting, we do have some exciting news. Yeah, we do. (laughs) And girl, water your grass. We're just blown away by Uh, the love, the feedback, the response. We love hearing from all of you. These have been amazing. Mm. It really has just blown us um, out of the water. We just did this out of what we felt like was a call. And we've just been blown away. And we're so grateful. We thank you so much. And we can't wait to see where the Lord takes us in this journey and all of the listeners. Um, 
but we, we are hearing you and we just want you to know that we are listening Mm -hmm. and we're evolving as we're doing this and really growing into, um, challenging all challenging you all to live from a place of freedom and love and trying to give you implementable skills and, um, wisdom, I guess you would say to really live that life of freedom that you desire. Um, and so, you know, we, we go ahead. Well, and, you know, and to really be able to step into your purpose, you know, just because so many of these are skills that in order for us to step into our purpose and many times stepping into our purpose means getting outside of the box. And that can be most of the time, like 99.9% of the time. And it's scary, but when you figure out when you do get outside of that box, there is just this feeling of freedom that Mm. nobody can stop. And we Mm -hmm. want that for all of you. You know, we've been blessed to challenge and invite each other to rise and we want to continue to invite you all to rise. And so, um, we will be bringing on some super exciting news. We've, we just really enjoyed the guests and your feedback and Mm -hmm. our pivoting to answer the call. So stay tuned for our, um, what's to come this summer. (laughs) Lots of fun things, one specific fun thing, but there's a lot involved. So, yeah. So we're excited. We're planting the seed Mm -hmm. and and keep giving us your feedback. We do. We do listen Mm -hmm. and we want to be here to serve you well. So Thank you, you for have, being here today. <laughs> yes. And if you have not, um, make, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter, which is just girlwateryourgrass.com. Enter your email so you can subscribe to that. You'll get um, a monthly kind of watering, how to water your grass over there. And we will also continue to share, you know, books, podcasts, other things that we do for our own growth journey. And we would love to hear that back from you as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can't tell, we're lifelong learners and we, we appreciate all of the pearls. Yes, we do. We, we do not have all the answers here. We are learning just as much as you wonderful people and we're in it together. We're all rising to the top. So rising tide raises all ships, my friends. That's our motto. Yep. So roll in the tide <laughs> until next week. Thank you for joining us on girl water your grass.